Hey everyone, welcome back to Mindful Reflections. I'm Scott and today we're going to be talking about not being too hard on yourself and ways to go about pushing yourself but not burning yourself out and ultimately growing and not withering because you're being too hard on yourself. So let's get right into it. So they say that your worst enemy is yourself and that honestly can't be the most truest thing I ever heard because ultimately at the end of the day you're facing yourself. There's no one else you're really competing against. I mean, you might think you're versing someone else, but you alter your life based on your life choices. You decide how you react to life events. So ultimately, um, the way you do react is how your life's going to end up. I mean, it's very simple, but if you're going to be too hard on yourself, then you're going to see a lot of outcomes that might not necessarily go your way. Because whenever you're too hard on yourself, you tend to micromanage. At least I do. Uh, you try to control the different outcomes rather than, rather than just letting them play out. And that's not necessarily the best thing to do. Because one of the most beautiful things in life is letting things play out the way they're supposed to play out. And there's honestly a million different outcomes that could come about. But I believe, and I truly believe, that the best outcome is the one that you let it come to you. You know, you're pushing yourself, you want to grow and get better, but you're not necessarily expecting an outcome. So there's growth, but within that growth, there's no expectations. Honestly, it's the coolest feel it's the coolest feeling ever to document your growth, whether I be journaling or taking progress pictures of something. Uh, I know for myself, it's very really cool. I use my fitness pal and I've been using that for probably about a solid two, two and a half years, and I would always just throw it up a, like a progress pick, throw, throw it up on there and, you know, see, look back at it like a year from then. Like I wouldn't necessarily, uh, like a week from then, look at my progress picture from working out, and I would just let it happen. So I have like two and a half years worth of progress pictures that, you know, I just kept them showing up to the gym every day. And yes, I have expectations to get better. But no, I'm not, I'm not unrealistic about it. I'm not trying to force an outcome. Do I want a six-pack? Absolutely. Am I very close? Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, I put a lot of work into it, especially for my diet. But uh, if I would have been too harsh on myself, then you start to burn yourself out, and it's not sustainable, especially with fitness, since we're on the topic of that. If you want a certain outcome, if you want to shed like 50 pounds or if you want to put a lot of muscle on, it it takes time. Uh, some of the most beautiful things in life takes time. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's only wrong whenever you try to force it and you need an outcome by a specific date. It's good to set deadlines and try to meet those deadlines, but you are human. You know, there's a holistic part to look at. That's one aspect. There's a million different aspects of your life, financially, mentally, physically, spiritually, relationships like I can go on there's so many different aspects of your life but if you start to fixate and try to force an outcome and you're too harsh on yourself then it's not going to come to fruition might but it's not going to be sustainable it's kind of gimmicky it's very it's not it's not real I mean it is but it's not real for a long period of time I'd much rather have something that I can sustain and it's easier said than done because Yes, we want to push ourselves, but it's also finding that happy medium of not being your worst enemy, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, because you are your worst enemy. You're also your best friend. You're everything in between. You are a double-edged sword. 
definitely. Like every, everything in between that double-edged sword, from one end being your worst enemy to the other end being your best friend, you're on, you're on some kind of spectrum. And I don't think you could be your best friend every day. I don't think you'd be your worst enemy every day. It kind of teeter-totters, you know, like a seesaw. But, uh, th- yeah, you can be too harsh on yourself, and that's not, that's not good. Like I said, like, push yourself, have goals, have deadlines, but be realistic. You know, there's more to life than just focusing on getting that six-pack or making $100,000 in a year. There really is. Uh, and I never, I never downside of being too harsh on yourself is you, you, you just miss the whole picture. I, I mean, I'm kind of hitting on that, but you start to fixate on one aspect of your life. And, uh, like, you're guarding this one flower, right? Let's say you're guarding this one beautiful rose. Oh, great. The rose came about. It's in full bloom. But there's a whole garden to worry about, you know? There, there's other flowers. There's some flowers. There's, I mean, there's everything, you know? There's there's more than just the rose. If you just focus on the rose, then uh, the other flowers are going to start to weather. And you don't want that because, uh, especially when it comes to physical and mental aspects of your life, everything needs to be in balance. And if it's not in balance, then one, uh, like it might be very strong, it might be very bolstered. Like, so let's say that you're jacked, you're ripped, but you're also going to the gym like three times a day. You're focusing on your diet. Great. I, I applaud you for that. Like I'm doing the same thing, but like, it's okay to have ice cream every once in a while, you know, like you're human, like enjoy life a little, push yourself, but don't be too hard on yourself because whenever you become too hard on yourself, that's when you start to not enjoy stuff. And that's another point of mine. You want to be as happy as you can be. You want to enjoy the most out of life. Yes, you know, you have to make sacrifices for anything in life, anything that's worth uh, like maintaining and upholding and pushing forward. You have to sac- you have to make sacrifices. It's a matter of balance in those sacrifices. And what, what what mainly comes to mind is, you know, spending time with loved ones. If 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 you're really passionate about this one business you want to create or getting really physically fit or whatever you have it, you know, like you're, you're bound and determined, but then you're missing out on other things in life. You have to sit down and think about that. And if you don't, then later on in life, you're just gonna, I feel like you're gonna have a lot of regrets and you don't want to have that. You want to be very present. You want to push yourself, but you also need to take breaks. It's very important to take breaks and something I'm currently learning January 7th. I'm recording this. I, I am still learning how to take breaks. It's extremely hard for me. Uh, it's a skill to have, you know, pushing yourself, but then taking a step back to like reset and then go right back into it. And a lot of people with, uh, ADHD symptoms have hard times with this. I'm not saying I have ADHD. I do have kind of a theory that a lot of people in my generation have like, even if it's the slightest form, have, uh, different degrees of ADHD just because of social media think about it. You're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, and you're seeing short form content. It's not really pushing you. It's not really uh, making you view stuff for a long period of time. So like it kind of translates into other parts of your life. But uh, I can't necessarily focus for the longest periods of time. And I feel like a lot of people can relate relate to me that uses social media a lot. And I don't think I'm that bad at social media. I just think social media really promotes that. Even if you're on it for a half hour a day, let's think about it. You go through like hundreds of posts. Each post, you're just double tapping. You're just kind of mindlessly not really engaging with it. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't. I really don't think social media is a brick. If anything, it's kind of 
it's deteriorating you from your goals. It's not, it's definitely not, it's not a break. I, it's not, I'm just going to say it. But my whole point with the whole ADHD thing is that um, I feel like all of us have a hard time knowing when to take a break because uh, we can only be productive for so long since social media has really fried our brains from focusing on like actual productive things. I think in the beginning, whenever we first all joined social media, like um, taking a break, like you'd go on Instagram for five minutes and then, you know, but over time, it's just, it's not a break. It's, it's an activity you're doing <laughs> and it's hard for me because like, let's say I'm like, you know, really focusing on something for like a half hour and trust me, you probably can't focus on something for a half hour. Like there's no distractions. Like you are a hundred percent engaged in what you're doing. It's, it's not, it's not common. A lot of us have our phones right beside us and, um, we're just constantly on, you know, social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that fun stuff. And we try to mask it as being productive, but, um, that was just a little side tangent that I think all of us have like some varying degree of ADHD, not necessarily diagnosable, but symptoms of it for sure. Definitely symptoms of it. And I'm guilty of that. I'm not saying like, I'm not better than you in any aspect because I feel like I fall victim to it. I'm just a bit more self-aware than a lot of people, but yeah, back to my point. Um, it's hard to know when to take a break and how to make those breaks productful and not trying to perfect like the balance. Like I said, um, the main theme of part of this episode is letting things happen naturally. Cause if you're too hard, if you try to force something into your life, it kind of repels it. It's the way life works. You have to accept it. Um, uh, I'm sure there's like more scientific background and like reasoning for that. But once you start to chase something, like think about it, like let's say you really like someone and they they know it's very apparent. Like, you you haven't explicitly told them that, but, like, you're always, like, the first one to text and send up plans and everything. You're chasing them, and then it just repels them because, like, I don't know, it's not really attractive to, like, have someone chase you for so long. Maybe in the beginning, like a honeymoon phase, but, um, yeah, it's just not sustainable. But with, like, back to my point, with, like, saying that... Uh, yeah, like taking a break and being productive being productive with that break. It's not a really common practice. Not not from what I've seen. At least in my friends and family. Um it's hard to be product productive with a with a break because the gadget you have right beside you twenty four seven doesn't encourage that. It doesn't encourage productive breaks. It actually encourages you to spend the most time you can looking at each pixel on your screen because that's what gets ads in, you know? So your phone's against you. And uh, a lot of us would experience withdrawal symptoms if we didn't have the phone around you. So like, what do you do? You know, we're caught. I don't have an answer. I don't because I don't think I'm the best at making uh, like time for breaks and like sitting down for long periods of time, being productive. And taking a step back because your brain can't work 24-7. It cannot. Even though um, the common shift in America is 9 to 5, there's no way you're working 8 hours. Not in the slightest. You might be working like 1 or 2, productive 4 hours. The rest you're on your phone, you're procrastinating, you're doing something. But if you start to track how many like hours you're actually being productive, it's not as much as you think. It's never close to what you think. And it's actually very scary. It's very depressing. But 
it's a paradox because you're being harsh on yourself. It, less is more. Like, you know, the like remove some of that stuff and do it slowly because if you don't do it slowly, then it's not going to be sustainable. So let's say like I'm spending eight hours a day on TikTok, which I have seen people screen times. People do spend eight hours of their life on TikTok, which is just insane to me because, okay, let me go on a little side tangent here. Let's say you're 22 like me. I'm spending eight hours a day on TikTok. I'm eventually going to have kids. I feel like the majority of us will have kids. Not all of us are you know, meant to be parents and you don't want kids for whatever reason. That's completely fine. But a lot of us are going to be parents. Like when are you going to become a parent? probably in your late 20s, 30s, 40s at the latest. And like you're halfway there, you know, and time's already flying much more. As you get older, time flies even more. So um, yeah, I'm spending eight hours a day on TikTok and then that's not the only social media. Of course, I'm on Snapchat, I'm on Instagram for another two or three. Half my day is just like mind-numbing. You know, it's it's hard to break that. It's extremely hard. You're just wasting so much time. It's not productive, uh, I saw somewhere like you only really process 0.003% of the information you consume per day. You're just over consuming. Your brain just gets over flooded. It can only hold so many terabytes of like actual data. You're not really applying it because I love watching self-improvement videos and podcasts. But if I did that every day, there's no way my brain can process all of that and actually apply that. I would love that for it to happen. I'd love to have that skill. But uh, yeah, you're just wasting so much time. It's not, it's a cycle. Okay, let me start from point one. You go on TikTok, um, whether that be for a break or for just leisure time, like you're just killing time. And then, uh, like, you just keep on scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And let's say it's, I don't know, let's do something more reasonable. It just blows my mind. Some people are on it for eight hours. Let's say, I think a bad day for me would be like three to four hours. Not necessarily on TikTok, but on social media. So it includes Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you know, TikTok. TikTok's a bad one for sure. But, uh, just, just think about that, and then I, I'm gonna go cold turkey the next day. It, it doesn't work like that. You're, you, you are casting a vote every time to uh, making that a habit. Your brain's getting used to watching that for four hours a day. That's it's insane to me. So like, that's a typical break for us. But uh, and I've done it before. It's extremely hard. Sit in silence for five five minutes or ten. Set a timer for ten minutes. It's not it's not easy. We're so used to we're so used to over consuming content. And we think it's productive because, you know, oh, this might benefit me in this way. And trust me, I get that. I get it. It's easy to rationalize like this is a break and it's actually a productive productive break because um I might benefit from it. I might be able to apply this tip or this trick into my life. But you, if you really think about it, if you you can't even think about all the videos. I can't. Oh my gosh, bro! Like I'm just yesterday. I'm like I'm. I, I guarantee you I was on TikTok. I can't. I don't remember what TikToks I watched. There's there's no way, you know. And it's such a bad habit. Uh, and I went on such a side tangent, but I think it was worth it because you know, like we run into the problem of. I feel like a lot of us have goals. Most of most of us don't have them written, um, which is a problem in itself. It's really good to get it out there rather than just being sort of in your head and just getting lost. But uh, most of us don't have our goals written. And whenever we try to be productive, it's just like a day-by-day thing. We're not thinking like a week or a month from now. Uh, we don't, we don't, we're not actually very productive because we think we are, but if I trust me, I guarantee you, if you track how many 
productive, like how much productive time you've had within a day, it's not much. It's not much at all because we can't really concentrate. And I, that, it's a cycle because we try to take a break and then the breaks like ultimately just rot in our brain and, you know, it's not really a break because it's overstimulating our brains and we try to go back to the work and it just gives us ADHD symptoms because it's encouraging that. Our brains biologically aren't meant to watch or read content for like five seconds. No, that's why, um, for me at least, reading books really resets my brain in so many healthy ways. And I, uh, I feel like I attract a lot of my close friends into my life. They're they're readers, you know. Like, and it's not by coincidence. Like they have better attention spans, you know. They're not just mindlessly watching content. I mean, it's impossible for all of us not to. There's not one of us that doesn't do that, you know. It's just a matter of the quantity of it, but. Uh, yeah, reading resets your brain a lot. And even then, you can kind of go too hard on it and, like, try to read as many books as you can over a year, and it's just, like, it, it loses the whole point. But actually sitting down and being productive in some kind of way, whether it be reading 10 pages or, you know, working on that social media blog or developing a business of some kind, it takes time and effort and a lot of goals and some luck to be successful. I think there's a lot of value to be sought out in that. It's hard. It's very hard. Society is against that because we rarely support social media. And I think, I, I think within ten to twenty years from now, we'll be like looking at social media like some kind of drug. I mean, it is a drug. It really alters a lot of your uh, your chemicals, like your neurotransmitters and dopamine, especially. It's a big one, but. It's hard not to be hard, too hard on yourself. It's a cycle because let's say you want to be productive and then you want to take a break and then they break social media. You know, it's like you're trapped. You're, you're trapped in a rat race. You're in, you're in a rat race, essentially. It's hard to compete against someone who like, is able to focus for large quantities of time because theirs can be more productive. But yeah, most of us are too harsh on ourselves because we just, we don't know our goals and then we just keep on running the race and then whenever we try to be productive, it's just running in circles because we don't know when to take a break because the breaks aren't really helping us and it's hard to know when to take a break. It's a skill you have to build up. It takes time. It's not going to take one or two days. It's going to take weeks, maybe even a month or two. But yeah, I challenge you, you know have goals, have ambitions, but take a step back, enjoy life some, but don't, don't overindulge in what I just talked about for like the past 10 minutes, social media. Uh, it's not really there to benefit you. It is, but it isn't. It's a double-edged sword, but it's mostly against you. Sometimes it can be for you, but it's extremely hard to control it. And even people that can't control it, they can't, you know, but yeah, have goals, but have fun with life. Life's meant to be enjoyed. So Thanks for tuning in today and hope to see you next week. See you.